Hang on to your seats, everybody. It's time for Just Push Go, a podcast by and about small business owners. Trina and Sarah Turrell explore life, challenges, and the adventures of entrepreneurship, all with a side of super sister energy. It's another episode of Just Push Go. I'm Sarah Turrell here with my co-host, Trina Turrell. And we have the best guest this week, Monica Graves from Glam Jewels. Hi, Monica. Hello, beauties. We are so excited to have you here today. I'm so excited to be here. I miss you guys. I think about you all the time and I listen to you all the time. The podcast is growing and flourishing and you're amazing. You're so relatable. That's what I love. Love, love, love. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> we feel the same about you. I, Monica, not only are, do you design beautiful jewelry, but uh, you also host your own show called Get to Know Her mm-hmm. yeah. that is on, runs live on Facebook, Instagram, and then is up on YouTube. So you are also as relatable and growing and... It's so Isn't great it to fun? have you here. It is oh, fun. And I loved having you two on my show, which uh, I'll have to put out into the internets again. Remind people to listen to that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if people can listen to us twice. <laughs> oh. So, Monica, the reason we wanted you to be our guest today is because we wanted this episode to be all about, as entrepreneurs, how are we... Or can we give back to our communities? How can we help? How can we lift up? And you are a shining beacon of that. So uh, really, we wanted to sort of talk about how there's like, there's, you don't have to just cut a check. There are so many different ways as entrepreneurs, especially if you can't necessarily afford to cut a check, that yeah. you can still give back and do good in your community. So the three of us have all been doing that. And I, we thought it'd be fun to sort of chat about it. And you've got a big thing right now where you're giving back big time right in the moment. So having you on just felt like an obvious choice. Oh, thank you. I'm so grateful for this because yeah, the timing is perfect. And, uh, you know, I, I started this fundraiser that I'm doing 12 years ago, but it's so magical how every year there's another opportunity to tell the story about it on a different platform and more people learn about it and they want to get involved. And so thank you so much for giving me that opportunity with your listeners because I don't know them all. <laughs> I might know some of them, but not all of them. <laughs> yeah. So, so the fundraiser uh, that we've been doing for the last, this is our 13th year, actually. Wow. Uh, this fundraiser has raised over $18,000 for wow. families. Yeah. Who are suffering from the financial burdens of cancer. And it's called our three little wishes campaign. So what we do is uh, every year I, I look for a family where either the mom or the dad has cancer and they have small children and they're, you know, financially strapped. And, um, and I design a special piece of jewelry um, in that family's name. And then I, I sell that jewelry to everybody and anybody. Mm-hmm. And we've actually kept the piece at the, at a $35 price point for the last 12 years, just because it was really important to me to create something that everybody could afford. And it would be a nice little add on to to anyone for Christmas. Yeah. And um, so that way we get the volumes to be able to, um, to raise a significant amount of money. And uh, yeah, it's amazing. And, and so, you know, I think to like looking at it from a business perspective as an entrepreneur, like if anybody listening has their own business and they think, Oh, you know, I'd really like to help a family or do something with my business. Um, you know, you just sort of sit back down with your business plan because like you were saying, Sarah, we can't all afford to always cut a check. So I think it's almost got to be a standalone thing that you create where you're making sure, you know, your costs are covered, all of that stuff. And then how much is going to go back to whatever it is you're raising money for. And you just commit to that and you use that same system every year and, 
you know, it's, it ends up being successful because you've planned it out and you've worked it in instead of saying like, Oh, 10% of my sales for the year are going to go to this. Like who can afford to do that? Right. That's pretty crazy. Cause you're, you don't even know, are my sales going to be as good as the year before? You know, like, yeah, we can yeah. all make plans, but it's not guaranteed as you know, <laughs> you know, things can come up. Like we could have a pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> That'll never happen. Uh -huh. <laughs> so Monica, how did yeah. how did you come up with the name? So the the name is actually quite sentimental because um what happened was uh 13 years ago um a friend of of ours, he's actually my brother's best friend. He was diagnosed with bile duct cancer. Oh wow. That and um awful. Yeah. And it's, it's really, he was, he was in his thirties at the time. And, and this is like, um, an old man sort of cancer. It's not for a young man, but, but this same guy was so amazing. When we were in high school, he had leukemia when we were 18 and he used to come to all the parties with like, you know, with a bald head and everything like he was going through his treatment and he would never miss one party. He always just wanted to be with his friends. And he, he was just, he was just like this ball of amazing energy, wonderful, wonderful person. And um, so at the time that he had leukemia, when we were kids, um, there was all kinds of experimental stuff happening with cancer. And so he was um, at the time, um, working on with McMaster, they were looking at him as sort of like a special project to see if he could try some new types of treatment and that, and he agreed to it. And one of the things they said to him was, they said, Tom, you know, if, if we could just freeze your sperm, uh, you could use it later, you know, like before you go through all this treatment, they said, maybe you want to have kids one day. He goes, sure, let's do it. So they actually, there was a big article in the Hamilton Spectator about him and they talked about that and he ended up, he was a twin and he needed a bone marrow transplant and his twin was not a match. Oh, wow. So oh, wow. he ended up, yeah, he ended up getting a match from, I think someone at, like in Texas or something. It was really crazy. So, so we were, you know, obviously we grew up with Tom, we went through all of this with him and this cancer that he ended up getting in his thirties was a result of the chemotherapy he had received like back in 1987. Right. Right. So anyway, so it came back and it was so sad. And in the, it, so before that, just to back up after high school, he decided that he wanted to be a cancer researcher. So he went to McMaster, he became a doctor in research for cancer, met a wonderful woman. Uh, they got married, they used the sperm and she wow. got pregnant with uh, triplets. Oh, so they boy. ended up with two girls and a boy. And um, so, and then unfortunately Tom was diagnosed in his thirties with this bile duct cancer. They gave him uh, I believe that, yeah, they gave him three years to live. He lived for six years and there was all of these threes happening. It was really weird. Like the triplets and the, the three years to live and the, all this stuff. So uh, it was actually my husband, um, who said, why don't we do something for Tom and, and raise money for, for the triplets and let's call it the three little wishes because they were his three little wishes. Right. Oh. And so that's how the name uh, was born. And uh, we've called it that ever since. And um, yeah, Tom passed away in 2013, another three. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, it was a very magical experience. And, and really one of my, I had done a little bit of fundraising before that, but I would say that was my first experience with something where I felt like, oh my God, I'm like you, when you can do something for one family, you see yeah. the benefits of it. Right. So that was pretty awesome. And from then on, we just kept raising money for different families every year. We choose a different family and share their story. And it's hard sometimes, you know, for people yeah. to to share the story. But um, I, I think that's something that <clears throat> that has grown and developed over the years where I can really share 
make the people feel comfortable with sharing their story and show them that, you know, when they share, others want to help, right? It can't, it's hard to make it an anonymous sort of thing because yeah. then you don't get that emotional component, which is the magic part of yeah, it. So absolutely. I, I think yeah. too, like just sometimes just knowing somebody else that looks like you or sounds like you or is your age going through something you might be going through Mm -hmm. just feels less lonely for people that whereas if it's anonymous so you're not only sort of helping raise money but you're also sharing stories that make it kind of more real for other people and yeah and you know what else is beautiful about that is that um every year every family i help i get random people like one year i had a woman saying hey i do deliveries for Cobb's bread where do these people live i'll bring them a loaf of bread every day oh, you know nice. and yeah and then this year i had some women who who had seen my um my post about um paul robinson who's a single dad with a cancerous brain tumor with two small children and and he's who we're helping this year and so these friends came forward and said hey we do like a christmas elf thing and can you send us a list of what paul's kids would like to have for christmas and we'll just buy everything on the list wow yeah so these that's kids, amazing you know it's so nice like people are so amazing so you know whether or not they choose to purchase the necklace or not um it all it comes in all kinds of different ways and it's just wonderful and and then i have people who will say you know what i i'm buying the necklace but don't send it to me uh send it to a woman's shelter or or does paul would paul like to have some to give to gifts you know for the women in his life for his mom for his daughter for so yeah it's people are amazing there's so many like ripples coming out of like what you started you know yeah 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 it's, it's really such a, a creative beautiful way to help in your community mm -hmm. and this year's necklace is beautiful absolutely beautiful. thank you yeah i'm so happy with it because traditionally this is just a an insider report as to what's going on within the jewelry biz right now but traditionally i had always uh done these pieces with uh, swarovski crystals and uh when the pandemic hit swarovski announced that we're no longer going to be supplying our crystals to other jewelry makers we're going to stick to just you know making our own finished jewelry and which i understand i mean it's huge production right to make all yeah. these things and so anyway this year i thought oh god i gotta get my thinking cap on and really <laughs> yeah so i i the piece that i i created this year has a beautiful like a baroque pearl and then we used um labradorite and um and quartz in the necklace and yeah it's it's a wow. different look but really really sorry not quartz moonstone yeah labrador oh, okay. moonstone how dare I love... you how dare you tell us the wrong story? god can you imagine, please i hope no one's <laughs> writing this down you yeah. monster <laughs> someone was just about to hit they're gonna buy and then i said oh no it's moonstone and they said yeah, forget they're this pushing that back button on their yeah. browser <laughs> i am not buying into that yeah <laughs> oh god i have yeah. last year's necklace and it is probably my most used piece of jewelry i don't i mean i don't wear a lot of jewelry and most of the jewelry i own is glam jewels um, but that piece one i love wearing it because i know it helped but mm -hmm. it all it also like goes with everything and and it feels nice to wear so and this year's looks the same i i mean yeah. i haven't seen it in person yet but yeah, it goes with everything. And I, I love the picture, Trina, that you took of Sarah wearing the necklace. Oh. Um, one of your photos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's always, she, beautiful she always job. pulls out your uh, beautiful necklaces for them. So. Yeah. Yeah. I love seeing the behind the scenes in your photography sessions with Sarah because she's like, and this jewel will go with this outfit and this jewel with this outfit. <laughs> I think you guys should plan... And now I'm going completely off topic. Someday when, <laughs> next time Trina does um, mini branding sessions, you should yeah. have a sort of a panel of glam jewels women could choose for their photos because yeah. I think yeah. sometimes women bring their own. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. But it doesn't necessarily work or they're like me and they forget. And they'll yeah. be like, yeah. oh, I wish I had 
I, I so love like finding ways to bring in mm-hmm. other businesses to things and like working cool. with them. So yeah, totally. Okay, we're gonna have to have a discussion <laughs> on that. Yeah, yeah. Q one was Q one baby twenty twenty two. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, twenty twenty two. Oh god, I know it's so crazy. It's going to be an exciting year. I think you know people are. It's such a strange time now because people are getting a little more out there with the pandemic, but then we still have to be careful. Like obviously and um but they're saying i I have a feeling spring 2022 is going to be the start of our roaring 20s it's going to be like (laughs) wearing everyone's going to be wearing bright colors and partying it up in the streets we're going to be it's going to be crazy get ready for all the fringe yes (laughs) (laughs) it'll be our fringy 50s or our fringy 40s depending on (laughs) (laughs) that's right Oh God, Monica! Do you have anyone who's like bought one every year and has like a collection? Yeah, yeah, I do. I do. I have people who have never missed a year. Wow! Yeah, yeah, it's so great. They're amazing. There's so many amazing people out there, and um, I got it. Is it okay if I talk about my new projects? Yeah, project stuff. Okay, so (laughs) well, because the concept of giving back and lifting up communities a really big one for you like it's a core value mm-hmm. for your business yeah it and is. it's not just a christmas value it's a year-round value yeah. yeah yeah so the crazy thing that happened was like i started three little wishes and then i started doing other things like oh i want to do something you know for halton women's place and uh the Jervinsky cancer center i was doing a lot with them especially when they were having their big galas i was doing limited edition pieces for them and all of a sudden i start getting like emails from women like hey uh you know i have a friend who's not well or i'm trying to raise money to go build houses in mexico or i'm trying to do like a toy fundraiser um all kinds of different things and is there any way that you can help me and i'm like help you and then i and then they're they're saying like can you create a piece of jewelry that i could sell and it was like duh like i never even <laughs> thought of that you know and so so in and i've learned so much from my clients like they're they have amazing ideas so they would come to me and they would say okay so here's the thing i belong to this group and there was this woman this one year she was awesome she was like every year we go uh and we build homes in mexico and um and you know we need a bracelet that that has all of the beautiful colors that we see in Mexico, like sand and the turquoise and the, this and, and the magic of the ocean and everything. So so I designed this bracelet for her and then I helped her write her story because I was so used to doing that. Uh-huh. And um, she put it up on her Facebook page. And next thing you know, all her friends. Yeah, I'll take one. I'll take two. I'll take the, you know, and she raised a couple thousand dollars for this trip to buy materials to build homes in Mexico. And it's like, <laughs> holy smokes. So now I have, I mean, I'm doing a couple of these fundraisers a month now for different women wow. with all different passions. And, and it's so good because um, the, the system, and that's the thing, I think you learn this over the years of being in business for yourself. You, you start to really believe in what you're doing and, and the system works so well, this, the story sharing and so I just basically create a sample for them, write their story and say, go for it. And then they do their pre-orders and then they come and do the order with me. So yeah. there's no money upfront expected from them. They don't have that stress on them. Mm-hmm. It's like here, this is what we're going to do. And once we accomplish this, yeah. And, and because I had sold to, you know, I used to sell to my collection to over a hundred stores across North America. So <laughs> I understand, I yeah. understand the wholesale side of the business. I understand, you know, profit margins, all that stuff, like looking at labor and materials and all the nitty gritty things. And um, so I run my fundraisers the same way, basically 
they pay a wholesale price and the difference, which is quite a nice big chunk, that's the money that they get to keep and raise for their cause. Amazing. Yeah. So we're all benefiting. Like, it's so beautiful. And, you know, somebody said to me the other day, they said, you must feel so good when you when you see these women selling the jewelry and then somebody is benefiting on the other end who needs yeah. it. And I said, that makes me feel good. But you know what really lights me on fire is when women come to me nine times out of 10, they're so uh, apprehensive about being successful. They all have that fear of, you know, you when you throw a party and you think nobody's going to show up. Yeah. yeah. They all have that fear. And they're like, I really hope this does well for you, Monica. And I'm like, it's not about me. It's about you and your story. Like, it's going to do well for you. Believe me, it's a, it's going to do well. And so they're, they're nervous, nervous. And then they go through the process. And next thing you know, they've raised over $1,000 or $2,000, whatever it is. And they're like, oh, I did this. I go, yeah, <laughs> you did do it. Like, and it's so, oh my God, it's so joyful and heartwarming to see this because we all have that fear. It's like anytime anybody creates anything, it's like, are they going to like it? Uh, you know, I yeah, don't care okay. how popular you are and, and how many times you've done it. It's it's always that fear that nobody's going to buy my album or nobody's going to, you know, <laughs> yeah. come to my party. So that's why yeah. we named our podcast. Just push go. Cause we were like, mm -hmm. people were like, you should do a podcast. And we were like, no, what if nobody likes it? And then we're like, let's yeah. just do it anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And I, and I love that you guys did that. And I think too, your message is so strong where it's like, you know, just push go isn't, a, you know, that the concept of doing that is not because there's an expectation at the end. It's yeah. like, if you don't do it, you're not going to learn if it succeeds. You're not going to learn if it was enjoyable. It's and what is success anyway? I mean, yeah, you, yeah. Just have, you have to you have know? a little faith in yourself and sometimes mm -hmm. and go for what seems impossible. And yeah. if you don't have faith, you got to just close your eyes and push that go button. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and you got to listen. <laughs> yeah. Toss up some hope. Put on some George Michael. You got to have faith. 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 <laughs> That's what you got to listen. Or my classic go-to song, Olivia Newton-John, Magic. We are magic. You know, oh. we really are. I listen to that song every morning. That's my meditation. Oh. Oh. Do you, do you know the lyrics of that? I'll I just don't give know you the lyrics. Line. But you can only give yeah. the line if it's in song form. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. I I have a terrible singing voice. I don't just, think I can just, do no, it. What did we just talk okay, about? Okay, it goes. Just, <laughs> you have to believe we are magic. Nothing can stand in our way. Do, 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 do. Oh my God, my roller skates are they're rolling towards me as I speak, as I sing. Oh. Oh, yeah. Sounds like a sign that afterwards you have to go for a little roller skate. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah, but actually the song is cool. It's actually, it's about the universe taking care of you and having your back. That's what the song's about. So oh, cool. Like yeah. 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 So message. cool. <laughs> Before we get too off topic, Treen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you you that never have... happens with us. No, never. No, never. You also... Every conversation is a journey. Yeah. Yes. It's my job to keep us on track-ish. <laughs> <laughs> um, you also do some really interesting ways of giving back to your community without... Um, well, I don't want to say without just cutting a check, but you do some interesting creative things too um, that are ways that you give back the paint nights that I think we do under the just push go umbrella, but maybe not. Um, <laughs> uh, well, we, we put the tickets up on Cleo and Fox. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Well, we came about that because we wanted to give back. Um, and I don't know. Sometimes I'm just like, like when I'm doing community stuff and I'm looking for ways to uplift my community, I don't like to always like 
it feels gross to be like, I'm doing this to make money. So um, yeah, that's why we give 100% of the ticket sales to uh, a charity. And uh, I let my kids pick them. And you let Walter pick his pick when it's your turn. And I just, I don't know, it's just a small, easy way to like give back as a way to like say thanks to, you know, the universe and and lift up things mm-hmm. yeah. Up. <laughs> yeah yeah and, i mean you've also you've also done shoots for the period purse which i know is near and dear to your heart yeah um and uh if i i'm running mini this week and if i have any gaps in my schedule um i like to um like i reached out to sophia who people might remember from a past episode at uh, Fembot, and um, they they had a scholarship program for business accelerators. So I reached out to her and I said, "Hey, like, is there anyone who was in your scholarship program who could really benefit um, from having some pictures?" And uh, so she sent a really wonderful woman entrepreneur my way, and and oh, it was just awesome. like such a positive experience all around to be able to like photography can be a really powerful tool and. This is one of the ways that I give back to my small business community. And um, like, I really believe in lifting up, you know, women entrepreneurs. So this is one of the ways I do it. (laughs) That's great. And Trina, I just want to say I attended uh, one of your paint nights when we did the little bird on the branch. (laughs) Oh, yeah. snow. And I got sparkles. I got lots of sparkles. (laughs) Oh, that's right. You had sparkle paint. Yeah, (laughs) but it was so awesome. It was so much fun. And it really made me, it's like, you know, we were right in the heart of the pandemic and, you know, we, you know, nobody was seeing anybody. And I just felt so happy to be there and, and to be with you and Sarah, like it felt cozy, like we were all in your living room together. And yeah, you know, revive them. They were so fun. They were, yeah, really, really a lot of fun. And and the giving back piece was great. But just, you know, you gave so much to us in the way that you made us all feel, you know, that we could paint and let's try this. And, <laughs> you know, yeah, it was wonderful. Oh, thanks. Love yeah. it. I'm always in awe, Trina, of you trying to figure out ways to lift people up and give back as you're doing your business and not doing your business, but like <laughs> as you're, you know, working with your business and your brands and when you see a need, you always just jump in and it's, it's so nice because it allows you to do it in a way that feels authentic to you without having to. Yeah. I think that's a, like a really important thing to think about when you're looking for ways to give back is like, how does it work best for like who you are as a person, what kind of values your business have and you have and and just like find a way that because when you're happy doing it and giving it, then that just kind of spreads that joy and happiness to everyone else. And so, yeah, if you're finding a way to be authentic with it, then it makes it easy for people to say yes as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. Yeah. Amazing. So, and Sarah, you find ways to help people too. Like we all run really different businesses, but there's just like so many. Yeah. There's so many creative ways. I, um, I volunteer as a community mediator and I'm vice president on the board of a community group called CCRS Halton that provides community mediation. So, cause I believe like healthy communities require happy neighbors and Uh, yeah let me tell you like mediations over fences and all that sort of stuff it 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 sounds petty but if you're if your neighbor's driving you bananas your quality of life is not so great and then that affects our communities so I love being a part of that group and then our new foster comes today or whenever this gets released so we also foster dogs which it's hard because it's yeah. so sad. <laughs> I mean, 
the mediation volunteering is directly related to my business because it's taking my skill set and saying, you know, I want to earn a living and I want to bring this to people, but I'm doing it really because I want to bring good to the world. And here's an extension of how I can bring good to the world through my experience. And I, act, I, I love those sessions when, when I mediate for the community because it, it actually reminds me of why I love doing what I do and they don't know. They don't always work out, and but I get to be surrounded, too, by a board of other mediators, and it just, like, revs me up, and we get going, and so it's so nice to have, and it gives me people I can refer to as well, right? My yeah. commu- little community of do-gooder mediators. Yeah. <laughs> Do-goodiators. Do-goodiators. I love that. <laughs> oh. It sounds a little bit like gladiators. You're battling for conflict resolution. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'll have to get the whole board. We'll have to all put on spandex and capes. And... Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, oh, they should gosh. never have elected me vice president. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But I really, one of these days, Monica, we'll have to do um, a collaboration for the the dog group I foster for. And, you yeah. Know, I, I'm always bugging that. people to... My goal is always that the dog I foster, because I fall madly in love instantly, <laughs> I would like, like, Goldie is coming and she's a beaut. I would like her to be fostered by, like, to be adopted by someone I know, because selfishly I want to keep my little, uh, our last fosters in Montreal. So seeing her on a regular basis isn't possible, but they do send me updates. I get weekly updates and photos of her. Oh. I do. Yeah. I, you're uh, like, you know, I yesterday we chatted on the phone briefly and you were saying, you know, with the fosters, you, you know, you you get so attached, but a week of re- tremendous sadness for you is worth it to have, you know, given this animal a chance. And I, I think that's so amazing because not not everyone has the capacity to do that. Like, yeah, my husband's wild. a little he's a little wary. <laughs> he's like, what kind of like? Like I was so sad when Sandy left that I didn't just like cry. Mm-hmm. I would sit on the couch and I it would just be all quiet and I would suddenly just like sob out loud. I'm so sad. And then I would just like <laughs> cry until oh. that, like just sob until that sad had passed. And uh, I did that for about. Two, and I even went into the, our local marijuana dispensary, <laughs> and the guy was like, "Oh, how can I help you?" And I just went. I'm so sad. What can you do about how sad I am? <laughs> My foster dog left. And he's looking at me like, you're crazy, lady. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's so funny. <laughs> but he was actually very sweet. They're, they're a great little dispensary. Yeah. And, and he gave me something that didn't make me sad for a little bit. So. <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah, I drank. A, that, was, that was when I found the pot pop. So that's a oh yeah the pot pop the pot pop yeah. it was a, a blood orange and vanilla little pot pop wow and isn't there pot beer now too some kind of pot pot everything everything yeah. yeah yeah maybe there's crazy i don't know where would be allowed to sell that because dispensaries are only allowed to sell pot and beer yeah. stores are only allowed to sell beer. Uh, it it might be an alcohol-free beer, beer that has pot in it. So you get the beer flip, but you're not getting the alcohol. You're getting the, oh. I think that's what it is. Oh, that yeah. sounds like something Ontario would want. Yeah. And by Ontario, I mean regulatory bodies, not the people. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't see how the two flavors would blend. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, it would have to be like a really strong stout or something. I'll tell you what, Monica, your job is to find it and report back. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Give it a try. Why don't I just, I'll drop some off on your doorstep. Oh, I hate and beer. You can, uh, I can't Do you? Beer. Yeah. I, uh, really? I'm fine with liquor. And the sad thing is, like, when I was working at CTV, my boss, this is crazy, my boss trained me and his whole team. I can chug a half pint in under five seconds. <laughs> like, like father, like daughter. Yeah. My dad can do it too. Um, yeah. We had, cause he, it was, 
um, my boss and then he had his team. We were all women. And mm-hmm. he was like, okay, I'm going to teach us all how to boat race, which is where you do. So you challenge, we would chat, could challenge other departments and they'd be like, oh, we'll yeah. take this team of girls. And you have to, you all go down and you can't drink your uh, beer till the person before you drank theirs. It's like a, a relay. And the okay. anchor's the hard one because they've got to chug one, two, and then it goes back up the row. Uh, so he was like, I'll be the anchor. I got this. And we would have afternoons <laughs> where he'd be like, okay, guys, everyone to the bar. We got, we got team practice. And we would secretly all leave the office and go, like, learn to chug beers. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so much fun. Oh, wow. But I just. Those I were just, the days. Yeah, I just didn't <laughs> drink beer anymore. But I, I mean, if I had to, I'd chug one for you. Okay. Five seconds, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I love the beer. The secret but... is to let it warm up a bit. Mm, um, chug beer. Yeah, chugging yeah. a cold beer is very difficult. And also maybe let it go flat a little bit because yeah, chugging you, so you carbonation order it, is... Yeah, you want to order it and then have it sit a little. Yeah. And the other... <laughs> it sounds, it's really making the beer sound terrible. The other tip. <laughs> Delicious. Maybe that's why I want beer. beer. The other tip is to wear a dark colored shirt for the actual event. Because <laughs> that way you might spill a little more in your chug and it's not as visible as if like, if you're wearing like a white shirt and you yeah. like spill half your beer as you're chugging, you're going to get called out for spilling more than you drank. So you got to wear a dark shirt. Right. Got it. I guess that's <laughs> my community service for today. Yeah. I, this, this episode is, <laughs> is uh, 19 plus only. <laughs> exactly. It's going off the rails on a crazy train. <laughs> oh, <laughs> And do you, Monica? Wow. I, so mm. Trina and I love giving back, and but you do it so well and so prolifically well. Do you have any? <laughs> do you have any tips for our listeners for ways that they could think about in their businesses, whatever they are, how they might be able to give back in unconventional ways? Any tips? Um, yeah, I actually even have a tip on approach when oh. you're asking for people to help you. And it's only because I've learned this lesson. So when I first started doing it, I was the salesperson like, hey, uh, would you like to buy a necklace? Uh, Blah, blah, blah. You know, like, would you like to buy? Would you like to buy? And now I don't do that anymore. What I do is I believe in the story sharing because that will sell it. And if somebody, you know, sometimes we have like a good network of people around us who maybe haven't seen it, but we know they'd be interested. So what I do is I just gently ask them if they would share my post and also in that ask I say there's absolutely no pressure at all just reaching out if you're able to but you know no obligation no pressure um and nine times out of ten they're like oh my god right I gotta buy one of these or I gotta buy ten or whatever you know (laughs) and so it's like I think you have to be very careful with the way that you ask people um because people do want to help, but it can't be a sales pitch. So yeah, mastering yeah. that is really important. And um, what was your question, Sarah? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I sorry. Did I mention what... I'm having a beer here that's not really a beer? No, I'm kidding. I'm not. <laughs> it's just a pot pop. Yeah. <laughs> um... I just was wondering yeah. if you had any tips for help helping yeah. other entrepreneurs think of how they could give back to their communities without having to go traditional routes or, right. or even traditional times, right? Like yeah, sometimes, you know, right now is kind of giving season, but realistically, like people still need help. In, our community still needs support mm-hmm. in February and yes, Jul- for sure. July. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I think then the first thing that you have to do is give back to something you truly believe in that that means something to you, like get emotionally involved and feel that passion, right? You don't want to just give back to something because everybody else is, is doing that. Um, and actually, I, I'm I'm just pausing because I just did a fundraiser with someone um, who was going to go in one direction and decided to go in a completely other one. And it was so successful because 
because, and I'll share that with you, but the other thing, um, the other thing too, is like, if, if you don't have something yourself that you can create, like collaborate with someone, you know, like, like if you're a jewelry person, you, you can collaborate with me. If you're, if you're somebody who, um, you know, is passionate about something else. Like you can always approach people who are creators and makers and say, Hey, here's my idea. This is what I want to fundraise for. Like, do you think that you could create something for me? Like maybe there's even op an opportunity with Trina for like a photo shoot idea or, you know, th there's all kinds of ways to get creative on making yeah. things. And, and the other thing too, is like people, it never ever feel like bad about selling something to raise money. I know that can be a thing too, where like a lot of times people will say, well, you know, why don't I just start a GoFundMe? Like, why do I have to sell somebody something? And the thing about selling somebody something is people are sentimental and they, they like, to see that they've helped, but oftentimes they, they really love and appreciate something that's touchstone where they look at it and they're reminded that not only did I buy this because I love it, but it helped someone. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, that, it, that's a good thing. I mean, a GoFundMe page is also a great thing. Like go ahead and, and do that too. But, um, you know, if you can, you can sell a little something or, you know, even say, donate a hundred dollars and you're gonna you know you're gonna get something with that or or yes. whatever it is yeah but but I did have um a fundraiser I did it was actually uh with you guys might know Morella Canavan from Canavan yes. Real Estate Group mm -hmm. yeah so she she does so many good things with um do like she's done food drives in that for years she's another entrepreneur who like her one of her core values all year round is community give back. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes, it is. It's, it's amazing. And, and she and her husband, yeah, they do a lot. So, um, <laughs> so she said, I want to do a fundraiser with you. And uh, I said, okay. And she said, so um, I'm thinking, you know, uh, it should probably be to feed kids because kids, kids need to be fed. And I said, yeah, that's a great idea. And then I just sort of uh, said, is there anything like, is there anything else? And she said, well, I was thinking about kids help phone because I called them when I was a teenager, but no, no, let's feed kids. And then I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. what?" <laughs> and she said, yeah, like when I was a teenager, I had all this pressure coming at me to do well at school and I had a complete meltdown and, um, you know, I had a lot of challenges and I would lock myself in the bathroom and with the phone cord, you know, stretching from the kitchen to the bathroom, like we used to do in the old uh -huh. days. And that's yeah. where I'd get peace and quiet. And I called kids help phone and they got me, you know, out of a really dark time in my life. And I believe that I, I credit a lot of my success today, marrying a great guy, you know, having, being in business with him, like they, they really, really helped me as a teen. And I said, can you please share that story? Yeah. That is. Yeah. And, um, and Morella, we had that conversation. Like, is anybody going to be, come to the party and I said they're coming to the party believe yeah. me and, and so she ended up doing a beautiful campaign with me where she sold uh, bookmarks and and it ended up that kids help phone they ended up interviewing her they highlighted her for her efforts uh you know she's she's like a partner to them now and it's so beautiful and that happens a lot of times too women become partners in whatever it is that they're raising money for and advocates and they get recognized well and what's beautiful. nice is so we're especially our small business community we're such a vast group of people that have so many different expertises and passions and interests that uh there's so many small groups that could use a leg up or you know mm -hmm things in need that can fit within your passion that yeah. really if you stop and you know or maybe just talk to someone like a Monica but well <laughs> I want to do good what does that mm -hmm. look like for me and like yeah. figuring out the things that want to align because at the end of the day 
you still have to somehow sustain your business and your family, but how can you leverage that to help people? And That's you don't right. have to have the biggest fundraiser. If, if you can do something for a smaller group where they get more money than they were expecting because they just hadn't done any, you know, yeah. I think that yeah. that has a massive impact in our communities. It doesn't always have to be to the big charities and, it's funny mm-hmm. when you brought up Morella. I remember when I was a kid and Kids Help Phone launched, and I can still remember the phone number from the jingle. <laughs> so, like, wow. What a great, it's 1 800 668 6868. It's oh, amazing. I'll never forget it. So, like, those things that touch you, and that that's, that's where the beauty lies. You don't have to be this fundraiser that raises $10,000 to do good. You can raise mm-hmm. $500 or $200, but give your time. And that's, yeah, that's yeah. just as beautiful. Like this idea that if you're not making a big donation, you're not making an impact is something yeah. I think is like, we're not McDonald's. No. We're never going to give the kind of money they do, but yes. we can still, we can still give. Exactly. And you know, now I think that's one of the gifts with this pandemic is that you know we the the problems in the world are big it's not something you and i are going to resolve tomorrow you know we have climate change problems we have a pandemic that's going rampant we have wars we have so many things and to sit and watch the news every night and go to bed with that in our head is not helping anybody but if imagine if we got 7 billion people on the planet. Imagine if every single person did something for someone else, what a beautiful world this would be, you know, like yeah. that's what we can do. And it that's is a power- really powerful vision. Yeah. 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 It, it, yeah. So that, that is what we can do. And, and, you know, I get calls sometimes, Hey, you did a fundraiser with so-and-so I have no idea what I could do. What do you think I could do? And I go, okay, let's talk about you. Like, and let's talk about the trauma. Like what, what's the crap that you've had to endure in your life? Where did you suffer? Where was your pain? And that's where the most beautiful fundraisers are born. And it, and it's not even then like going back to what you were saying, Sarah, like $200 and, uh, and donation of your time, like, you know, sharing your story and, a thousand people reading that story and going, Oh my God, I'm not the only one. That's also giving back. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's, that is huge. You're, you're taking people out of isolation and you're making them feel like, okay, you know, I can, I can manage this too. And there's a way you give people hope. Yeah. 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 I think that's kind of awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of a beautiful way to end it, Monica. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's you know. a beautiful yeah. thought. You know, the we can all do a little. If we all do a little good, it can have a big impact. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I love you well, guys. Thanks for thanks. <laughs> I'm so warm us. and fuzzy right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, Trina didn't oh. even have any gotcha questions for you. Yeah, you had the gotcha question with the tips list. Yeah, true. But and you guys made me sing. What the hell? Yeah, well, get that. <laughs> I I also sang. So mm-hmm. I think we should. I think that Trina should sing the outro. She should be the. Oh. You should be the loudest voice, Trina. Since Monica, are you joining us for the outro? Of course, it's my favorite part of the whole podcast, as you know. Remember so, that one person that was like, I think you should change. And I'm, I was all over them. Uh, no, that's the best part. <laughs> she's, our, she's our cousin. So she's allowed to give us constructive okay. criticism. <laughs> and a totally different generation. So <laughs> so before we, before we oh. sign off on the main podcast, though, Monica, where can people find you? They can find me in a couple of places. So my website is glamjewels.com with a weird spelling, which is G-L-A-M-J-U-L-Z.com. And all my social handles are glamjewels.com. And then um, if you want to connect with me personally, uh, it's Monica Graves on Facebook and it's Monica Graves 1969 on Instagram. And uh, that's where I 
you know, talk about my get to know her show where, yeah, you can talk to where you can hear from lots of empowering women like Trina and Sarah Turrell. I love your show. And <laughs> thank you. Yeah, I'm excited about it. Got some cool people coming up, which I can't share. I can't wait. On air. Yeah. I, I know I know one of them and it's really yeah. amazing. Trina, yeah. where can people find you? Uh, they can find me at um, trinaphoto.com and uh, trinaphoto on Instagram. And then my small business brand is Cleo and Fox. And that is C-L-I-O-A-N-D-F-O-X.com and uh, Cleo Fox stock on Instagram. And people can find me at empoweredresults.ca or Empowered Results Mediation Online on Insta and Facebook and Twitter, I think. Yeah, Twitter. Yeah, you like Twitter. I love Twitter. It's my favorite platform. I just never post on it for my business. (laughs) You gotta show me how to tweet. I spend, Monica, probably about, yeah, like 90% of my social media time is on Twitter. Really? I love Twitter. And I know people will be like, Twitter is evil. Um, but that is not true. Um, right. I love Twitter. And it, it's... <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's so... I, I, it, I... Yeah. Anyways, that's a whole okay, other We need to have a Twitter talk. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We need to have, have a me back talk. for All that right. one. Yeah. Thank everybody. Thank you everybody for listening. Uh, please feel free to send us a review to share causes that are near to dear to you on our just push go Facebook group. It's hard to share links on Instagram, but you can find us on Instagram at just push go, just push go podcast or in our join our Facebook group. Feel free. We'll put up some posts. Feel free to share where you're passionate about giving back and share your promos or fundraisers and all that sort of stuff so that, other people can see them and maybe be one inspired or two uh, decide they want to donate to whatever you're raising money for. So we love the interaction and we love hearing from people who have listened. Yes, we do. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Thanks everyone for listening. I guess it would be nice. (laughs) Raise some money. Give everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Are we starting again with that? No, no, that's That's it. it. Love it. Yes, Monica. Love you guys. Bye. 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 Bye.